Man, I don't know about you, but I sure love just putting some meat in my mouth. That's what I've been doing for the last like half hour here. <laughs> Amen to that. What's up, everybody? It's Mike from the Drunk Riders, and I am joined by. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves because I don't care. This is Coaster Bro from Coaster Cuzzies. Repping Kansas up, City Barbecue. Not a lot, man. Just excited to talk meats with you guys. You got you got a pretty good advantage there being in Kansas City. This is uh, hide from in the loop. Uh, Repping, uh, I think what started this whole debate is uh, you and I going back and forth on Twitter about how uh, Atlanta likes to proclaim itself being in the South, but doesn't really have a lot of barbecue to show for it. And then it just spiraled out of control from there. It was like a Royal Rumble competition of just <laughs> podcasters and freaking YouTubers is, is, coming is, in. Isn't the Royal Rumble tonight? Like, this is going to be more exciting it's, than the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Rumble it's, it's actually <laughs> going on right now. It's actually going on right now, the Royal Rumble. And, uh, oh, my Lord. And I am Jack from Thrilling Moment and the Twisted Travelers podcast. And I somehow, like, kind of started that whole debate by just commenting on Cedar Fair being Cedar Fair. So, okay. So, real quick, the, you know, Let's just all say for the record, Tennessee does not have good barbecue. Everyone agree? Jack, you're yes. not allowed to talk right now. Agreed. No, I'm saying yes. No, I agree with you. It's We're on the bottom of the totem pole. Okay, good. I mean, that that's my first order of business is uh, Tennessee barbecue. Or, sorry, East Tennessee barbecue. If you know where to go, you can get good barbecue, but there is yeah, that's, like that's true for pretty much anywhere. But like, it's yeah, like a signature barbecue. Right, no, I like, can go. I can go to Compton and get Bloodsos, and that's still better than anything I'm going to find in like East Tennessee. If you know where to go, then it's different. But I'm talking just like if I'm driving down the road and I see a barbecue joint in East Tennessee, I'm not stopping. If I drive down the road and I'm in Texas or Kansas City, and I Look to the side of the road and see a shack. I'm stopping <laughs> for barbecue. The, the the worse looking the shack, the better. I've... It's the truth. So if, Jack, if the shack ahead. looks like it could burst into flames, you stop. If the shack is already in flames, you stop. Real talk yeah. though, there's a uh, amazing barbecue place up by me called Hutchins. I'm in. I'm in. Yes, so I got text. You know Hutchins? I've been to Hutchins, yes. Uh, okay. When I was in Dallas last time, someone recommended it, and it was uh, so, fantastic. So they caught on fire on New Year's Eve. Oh. They will be reopening again in April, but they literally, like, that is, like, how I can prove, you know, the best barbecue places can catch on fire. Hutchins caught on fire. It's because they're, they're doing real smoke. It's not some, like, oven-baked bullshit. Right. Oh. I'm also drinking like a triple IPA because that's what I do um, from False from, Idol. Uh, I was going to say False Idol. Man, this is – I think I – you know, I'm going to pivot real quick. I think a good brewery, like they'll have their staple different types of beer. False Idol, New England IPAs, or just IPAs in general, and stouts. Like – Put them against anyone, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it in with false idol. When you drink 17% and it's smoother than water, you know it's good. 17%. <laughs> I, I went on Monday 
they have the 17% and I wanted to get some to go. And they're like, legally, we cannot sell this to go. So, so I got a flight. And that is when you know it is strong. I took a sip. And I was like, wait. And I, like, I know the, I know all the guys there now pretty well. Cause, uh, I have a problem. Let's just be honest. Um, just with false idols, not actually drinking. Let me, let me specify that. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, hey, is this truly 17%? He's like, yeah, it's 17%. I'm like, this is the smoothest beer you guys have. He's like, yeah, that's why we can't sell it to go. I'm like, oh, Lord. But they have like, I was like, okay, you know, we got a bunch of people coming in a couple weeks. Um, and like, we're going to have like five different variants by then. That, their whole supply lasted less than a week of that beer. So... So let me ask you this. Have, have you had Golden Monkey by Victory? I haven't. Okay. Oh, it's, so it's so good. It's my favorite double IPA. Um, it's because it's super smooth. I think it's what, bro, it's like what, 12%, like 10%? It's it's pretty yeah, up there. It'll get you going. So I, I was just I was, I was curious because I haven't had False Idol. I mean, that's, this, that's one, this one I got is uh, 10% right now. So, um they they trend in like the ten to thirteen on the good stuff, um, yeah it's it's pretty amazing. So I'm I'm not complaining at all um, that I got this beer to pair with my carne asada, which that was the first time I actually did like authentic carne asada with you know like making the marinade myself. Because like growing up in Southern California, I drive to a meat market in like Anaheim or LA to get my carne asada. As a white person, I don't make carne asada in California. <laughs> like, I don't do the marinade. You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to. You can get, like, the best stuff you can. And when I opened that bag after the, I think it was, like, 18-hour marinade, 19 hours or something I had, it smelled like the street vendor on the corner of, like, uh, Sepulveda in downtown L.A., just, like, their cart going in, like, 11 a.m. as you're walking down. That's what it mm-hmm. smelled like. And if you if you've ever done that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What that smell is. Yeah. 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 So we're like six minutes in, and I'm already drooling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a. I, I I've talked a lot, so somebody else talked a little bit. <laughs> I I'm uh, enjoying said while you were doing carne asada. I have. Uh, I've had the patience today to do pulled pork. Uh, despite the fact of getting like zero sleep last night, I woke up super late. So it was a little bit of a, a rushed effort to get it going in time for this, but uh, uh, smoked uh, smoked a nice pork butt. And um, what I, the, the recipe I like to use for the, uh, the outside of it is very Texas-based. You know, basically it's uh, like 90% uh, – pepper and salt, and then just a little paprika and uh, ground onion, ground uh, uh, garlic, just to kind of a little bit of flavor and color, but mainly, you know, it's like a Texas brisket kind of rub that I put on right before I throw it on the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, so smoking that all day. So it's kind of like a Texas twist on, uh, and I, I think I actually found that if I remember right, um, watching Franklin's barbecue, like masterclass, like he's like, we're in Texas. Let's make a Texas version of pulled pork, and it's just awesome. Like the uh, the bark on it is like, man, right there. And then you just kind of mop it throughout the day with a little bit of uh, vinegar. It's like you don't need sauce. This thing just comes out so juicy. So that's what I'm enjoying because I'll I'll be the first to admit, um, 
I'm not quite ready to take the step for brisket. I, I've just really been smoking for the last like six months and pulled pork uh, okay. at 15 bucks is, is a little bit expensive just for like, my wife doesn't eat it. So just for me to eat it for a few days. So I'm right. like, I'm going all in for brisket. Like that's a, that's a, you can't mess that up. Like you, you got to no, if you're spending doing. 50, 60 bucks on a brisket, like you, you're not going to mess it up. And no. I, I did mess up my first few briskets when I was getting started because, you know, I've gone through different cooking methods and like looked up like who to follow. And like, then I found once you find your recipe and your like, you know, how you do it, like to properly get it done, you never change it. You just ride yeah. that through. Yeah. Well, and there's something like the first time you get like a good piece of meat and you're working with it for the first time, there's so much pressure. It's like, cause this is like 20, 30, 40, $50 of meat. And it's like, and if you screw it up, you screwed it up and you can't eat it. Yeah. Well, and I, I made that mistake with brisket, uh, with pork, the like the first few times, uh, I have a Komodo style grill that I use as a smoker and, you know, man, you let those temperatures go out of control fast and you're just done for it. I'm like, I, I got to build up confidence. Plus again, if I'm spending that much on a brisket, like I got to have someone else here who can enjoy it with me since right. they don't make like small briskets. So next time one of you guys are in Atlanta, we'll get a brisket. We'll do it right. Exactly. Like, um, so I was thinking about doing a brisket for the Super Bowl. You know, the chiefs are my team. My style is basically a little bit, you got some KC flavor, you got Texas and kind of mashed up together, which is an ultimate sin. And I realize that, but I get my inspiration from both of them. Um, but it would, it's literally going to be my wife and myself. She'll maybe have a half pound yeah. at most total over a couple days and be done. I'm not going to sit here and spend, you know, I got a butcher that I got the last one from. I made burn ends last year as well with the mm. burn ends and brisket. I had a bunch of people over. It was kind of like a housewarming party too for the Super Bowl. And they turned out, I had no leftovers. And it was a 16 pound brisket with like two <laughs> Yeah. When I'm saying it That's was good, <laughs> when it was good, I dropped 80 or 75, 80 bucks on it. And I, I can't Whoa. go somewhere else now and get brisket because i had that brisket already like i did it it was done right and you know it was they i knew where the cow came from essentially like if you can know where the cow comes from when you're cooking a brisket it makes it that much better because you know everything because man it was amazing now i want to make brisket again bird ends Man, let me tell you, burn the burn ends are oh. so good. Oh, that's that I is was thinking about burn ends this weekend. That Boys, is one I, of the most. I had, I had burn ends ahead. this weekend, y'all. Yeah, well, that's Whoa. a Kansas City thing, right? Oh, we're, right. We're, yeah. yeah. Tell, talk, talk to me about burn ends. Talk to Boys, me about burn ends. I mean, I'm realizing I'm the only dude that doesn't smoke meat around here in this podcast because but, but I can I just mean, go City, get so. it. <laughs> but, but burn ends are like it's it's the like if you were to come to Kansas City and get barbecue, what are you doing if you don't get some burnt ends? It's it's like what we're known for. I, I feel like I've never like left Kansas City and had a good burnt in personally. No, and that's why. So like you know the places around here down in Texas they'll advertise oh burnt ends on the weekend. I'm not yeah. touching those burnt ends. No, I go up to KC four to six times a year. 
maybe a little more because uh, my wife's family's up there. I'm going to get burn ends when I go up there. Or if I really, really want it, I'm going to make them myself because I know I can do it right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't trust it anywhere. No. 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 So many places just take leftovers and like toss it in brown sugar and call it burn ends. Yeah, though, that's not burn ends. That's, you know. mm -mm. Yeah. I think my favorite. Go ahead, Jeff. As I say, I think my favorite thing, we did the Midwest road trip last year, and it was Missouri, was the state we spent all the time in. And that was my favorite part. It was like everywhere we went, I knew I could get good barbecue. It's like, I am in barbecue heaven. I don't want this to end. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Every every joint that you go in is like, it's good. Like if you just if you just picked any restaurant out of Kansas City and just plopped it in the middle of Idaho or, or like South Dakota or something, it would be the best barbecue place in the state. Oh, it blew their minds. So we can start. We can start there. Uh, Oklahoma Joe's, right? That that's the best. Am I wrong? Oh, no, no. Yeah, Joe's is okay. the winner. So, Joe, I mean, go ahead. I mean, Anthony Bourdain himself <laughs> said that that is the best brisket he's ever had. Is, is well, Oklahoma didn't Joe's? He, well, didn't he, he? He went even further than that, didn't he? Say, unfortunately, uh, kind of. Uh, a, a, Bad thing to say now, but he said if he could have one last meal in his life, that would be his last meal. Don't yeah. think that ended up being the case, but uh, that that's for a man that's been all over. That's pretty pretty damn high regards, right? Um, so when we're talking about Joe's, are we purists and have to go to the original gas station? Gas station. Okay. Yes, you have to go to the gas station. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Now I've had the other one as well. I've had one of the, like you know the other locations. It's not the same. No. It's not. And, I mean, I went in there and I had, like, a math, like, a type. I went in there, like, back in, like, May or something like that. I, I don't remember when it was, but I had my, you know, Texas mask on. And the guy's like, oh, you're not from around here, right? I'm like, no, I'm not. And I got a Z-Man, obviously. Um, he's like, here, gave me a side of Burnance for free. <laughs> he's like this amazing. is how we do barbecue sir i'm like god bless america right now <laughs> this is what i need he literally just whipped his dick out on you he's like oh texas boy we gotta give him some burn yeah. <laughs> he dropped it on the table and said eat it and i was like yes sir thank you man have another <laughs> that's amazing I, when we were there, James Larson, basically, we were at World of Fun. And he said, okay, let's go to Joe's. And we're like, we're going to the gas station. One, right? It's like, is that is that even a question? And How dare you insult him like that? Right. So we get over there. And I just remember parking and getting in the line to even get in the place. And you could just tell standing outside, like, this is the place that you want to eat. This is where you want to eat barbecue. And then you get inside. And it's like, this is amazing. Um I came back to East Tennessee and all my friends are like, oh yeah, let's go get barbecue. And I'm like, we're going to this place because this is the only place that's even close to what you can get in the Midwest. It's, it's not a conversation. Now I will say my number two in Casey and I, and I, I went, this is where I had my rehearsal dinner for my wedding. Um, Jack stack. It's good. That's that's, that's like five minutes from my house, man jack stack it's oh. it's so good it, it's my favorite like fancy sit down barbecue place in the town for sure yeah it's not like a you don't go there like dress like after an amusement park you won't go to jack stack i mean i've done it but like 
you're going to go to, like, that's like a sit down, you know, make a reservation, have a good meal. And this, I mean, their, their food is just phenomenal. I love Jack Stack, but, I mean, I, I bought, like, a, like, the two pound of the Jack seasoning, or um, not the Jack's, uh, Joe's seasoning. And I put that on everything whenever I'm making it, if it's something quick, because it's it's so good. Well, and then I remember too, they had a a pretty good like uh, drink lineup too, like some good cocktails and stuff. And it's yes. just like pair some cocktails with some barbecue, some bur- bourbon and brisket. Come on. Mm-hmm. A little you, Boulevard beer with it. Nothing uh, more Kansas Boul- City than that. Boulevard is fantastic beer. Yeah, yeah and they they got all the good, all the best things on tap for Boulevard because it's right down the street. <laughs> can we can we like uh, sidetrack for a second and talk about why the hell did Worlds of Fun think they could get into the barbecue game? Like, thank you, oh, I'm so thank mad. you. It works at Kings Island. Like, it's probably the best food in the park, and I very much enjoy oh, it. by it, far. In, in, in the vacuum of theme park food at Kings Island, it is very good. It's not great barbecue, but I do enjoy eating there. But when they're like, hey, guys, uh, we're going to add a barbecue restaurant, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, you have the world's greatest barbecue minutes from the park, potentially. Like, get one of those guys to come in and set up shop or do what SeaWorld does and do, like, a, a barbecue festival and have, like, them come in as food trucks or something. Don't, right. Could you, oh my, barbecue? No, Could you imagine having, like, that a... That needs to happen. At Worlds of Fun, you know, they're like, hey, each weekend, every all summer, we're going to have a guest barbecue yeah. joint come in. Yeah. Could you imagine how crazy that would be? Even if it's just like mom and pop places from like Podunk, uh, Missouri or Kansas. Right. They'll drive the hour to serve a barbecue at at Worlds of Fun for, you know, 30,000 people or whatever. Like, yeah, that's so much better than there. And like the thing is like the barbecue they have is not bad. It's just it's Kansas City. It's bad, it's bad in yeah, Kansas well, City. It's bad in Kansas City. It's like a rubbery ass brisket. No. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So, <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. rip out Cotton Blossom. Just, like, you've got the building. Just, like, stop making it Cotton Blossom and just use that for all these people. Just let them set up shop in there for the weekend. And, oh, that'd be a fantastic idea. Okay, here's a question. And th- this, I'm, I'm interested. Opinion on Gates. Can I go first? Please. I lo- that, I lo- I, this is at you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. I'm the Kansas City guy, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, Gates for me is I think you have to go to Gates when you're in Kansas City, but it's more about the experience and the sauce. I would say, like, of the best barbecue in Kansas City is probably like the worst quality of meat. But you have to go there for the, because for those of you that don't know, like, when you go to Gates Barbecue in Kansas City, you walk through the door and there's a little bit of a line, but then like the employees are like behind the counter, just like squawking. Hi, may I help you? And they're not, they're not like looking at you or anything. They're just like screaming at you to take the order. Like, and you're just supposed to yell the order back and you're going to order like three or four times because they always forget your order by the time you get there. But like, it's just, it's an experience that you have to do. It's but, kind of like uh, going to Philly. You have to go to uh Pat or Gino's cheesesteak, not the best cheesesteak, that's a whole right. other podcast, but like you gotta, you have to go there just to be like check it off the list of like, yep, I've been to Pat's, I've been to Gino's, and that's how I kind of feel about both Gates and Arthur Bryant. Like, I think they're both good in the realm of Kansas City, not good, 
but you gotta like they're so legendary you know like are the brines with uh burdens like you gotta go there just to say like i've been there i checked it off i did the thing well i also think it fits like the like when you go to kansas city there's some like grimy like kansas city barbecue and i think gates is the best like you walk out and you feel like you kind of need a bath <laughs> like yes. there's sauce in the air or something and you just walk out and you kind of feel like the barbecue and I think you got to experience that. And that's actually my second favorite place in Kansas City. But it's like just because of that. It's not because like the meat is the best quality or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, honestly. Um, Gates is a – if you go to Gates, you don't have to necessarily go back. But you need to go to experience – Getting yelled at as you walk in the door to get your order when you have no idea what you're going to get, and it's not top quality. You're not get, you're not paying the prices that you are for like Jack Stack though. Mm-hmm. You're you're paying for you know cheapish experience. Gates is like a lunchtime barbecue. Like you're you're in your mid forties and you have like an hour long break, and you're like, I'm going to go get some barbecue. I need to go to Gates. And mm-hmm. you know you get a few coworkers, and you just go eat. It's quick, and then you get back to work. Honestly, I think one time I was at Worlds of Fun. I left Worlds of Fun, went and got Gates, and went back to the park. Like that's the type of barbecue it is. That, yeah, it's a good move. And then I had like Jack Stack later that night to like totally just like oh yeah, this is amazing. You mean you didn't eat barbecue at Worlds of Fun? <laughs> like. <laughs> Also, if I'm paying $19 for a plate of brisket, I'm going to pay $19 for a plate of brisket where it is worth $19. Yeah. Don't come at me like, what's it? Like, yeah, it's probably like, what, 22 bucks for a meal there, and I can go to um, Joe's and get out for 13 bucks and have, like, the double meat Z-Man. Like, come on. Use your brains here, guys. Yeah, that was the best thing when they opened Orion for the first rider event. They had uh, Coney Barbecue open. It was just like all you can eat for free. I was like, oh, this is nice. I don't got to pay the stupid prices for the ribs that are eh at best. The the thing they probably do best at Coney uh, Barbecue is probably the the chicken, the rotisserie chicken. chicken. is really good. I agree. I have never I, – I will proudly say this. I have never had theme park barbecue. I will happily say that I will not pay for theme park barbecue. I'm trying to think if I ever had good theme park barbecue besides uh, when SeaWorld and Busch Gardens used to do like the barbecue festivals, but they would bring in outside people. So that doesn't really count. I I think, okay. I'm trying to think. No, I I can't name a single good like barbecue joint at any theme park. I mean, they don't exist. I would agree with you guys on that, but I did have an okay experience. Like Worlds of Fun did one year have like a brews and barbecue event where they did like specialty barbecue, like items that you could get for like sampling. But they also like again they should have just brought in other other places because it still wasn't as good. I don't know why they yeah. think they can get away with it. <laughs> Dollywood used to do this event called Barbecue and Bluegrass, and yeah, it was Tennessee Barbecue, but it was probably my favorite time of the year to go to the park because it just, like, 
the whole park just smelled of like smoking meat and it was just amazing because you would be literally on thunderhead and you could just smell them smoking meat it was fantastic i would say probably the best theme park barbecue would probably be the bush gardens parks they have a pretty decent for what it is again like it's not going to hold its own against any of these places we're talking about but the smokehouse under shikra or the smokehouse at uh, Williamsburg, decent. It's probably the some of the better food in those parks, but uh, again, not not the best barbecue you'll ever have. But for theme park barbecue, that probably takes the crown. I would agree with that. Their ribs are like fine. Yeah, <laughs> they have pretty good, pretty good sides, but you know. Yeah. Well, that opens up a whole another can of worms. Like, what's your go-to side for your barbecue? Like. If you walk into the place, what are you getting for your side? Um, I've got – so there's there's two staples in my opinion, depending on where you are. Mac and cheese and baked beans. I mean, I feel like they – and I'm not – I don't like baked beans personally. I'm not a bean guy. But if I can find a place that does good baked beans, those – your sides are almost – as important as the meat, I think. Because if you go somewhere with a bad side, yes. then yes. I'm not I can find somewhere with mediocre meat, but better sides. I'm gonna go there every time. So I, I would say that's how I describe it's kind of like become quite the, the thing in Florida. Four Rivers barbecue started in Orlando. One of the better barbecue places. I would say though that like they're it's kind of like Disney. I always call it like the Disney World of Barbecue. Like Everything they do is really good, but nothing's like amazingly great. Maybe except for maybe that doesn't hold true anymore with like Rise of the Resistance. But like, you know, you go there and like because there's so many places you go and like the meat's great, the sides are shit. Or the 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 meat is crap, but the sides are amazing. And like Four Rivers, really, really, really good sides, and that's where they excel. Um, but I so I, I don't I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't do mac and cheese. Okay. My go-to is cornbread because what I like to do with cornbread Ooh. is I use that as a as my like um, uh, taster for their barbecue sauce because I I don't like okay. putting tons of barbecue sauce on the meat so I'll get cornbread and especially in some of these places that have uh, you know a lot of different sauces or pride themselves on sauces I'll get the cornbread and use that to dip in the sauce if you know putting sauce on the meat is a big commitment I'm not going to just you know I, so I kind of use cornbread as the uh, as the um, gatekeeper to my meat and like, all right, I'll dip it in, find, find what sauce works and then put that. And then if I really want to, I'll put that one on the meat. It gets promoted to put on the meat. And that's a big thing is, are you going like, that's going on a whole another topic and we can get there, but putting sauce on the meat at what level is that taking away from the meat and relying on the sauce for its flavor? I think when nothing makes me more mad than when I get like a pulled pork sandwich and it's already smothered in barbecue sauce. Let me let me do the smothering. Um, Amen but, to that. But <laughs> I will right. also say nothing's worse than getting it when it's like bone dry. Like <laughs> it needs to have some juice to it, and I'm just you know sprinkling a little sauce to. Uh, to take it all the way there. But, uh, but I feel like that's the most common mistake I have at barbecue places. It's either it comes out smothered 
And I'm like, well, that you're just masking any flavor I would have got from the meat. Or right. it comes out bone dry and I'm forced to sauce it up just to like make it editable. Yeah. I, I mean, you can, you can cover up your mistakes with sauce. And you can cover up – you overcook the meat and it's dry with sauce really easily, especially if it's a good sauce. But it's a – you know, if I'm – I think last time I made pulled pork, I had a bunch of people over. I didn't even allow barbecue sauce on the table. <laughs> I was like, man. No. Good man. Uh, Disrespect. It, <laughs> well, you know, I tasted it. And, you know, I know my taste is not my taste palette's not the same as everyone's, but it was so juicy and just like perfect. I was like, no, nah, you don't need sauce. Now, if someone asks for sauce, I'm like, yeah, it's in the fridge. Um, but you're disrespecting me by getting sauce. <laughs> well, and you, don't, and you don't want them like it, there's just going to be this natural tendency. I think like humans are programmed. They see sauce and they're like, oh, we're going to just start. And you're like, no, no, try it first. It's like I remember uh, hearing um, – Someone like from Victorian Alberts, you know, this fancy schmancy place at Disney, they talked about how they don't put salt and pepper on the table because they talk. They said the chef said, if you require salt and pepper on your food, we didn't cook it correctly. So I want you to send it back to the kitchen and us to correct it. How, why you think you need salt and pepper? I was like, that's that exactly is, it. I was like, that is exactly like you know because I feel like most people just see it and start going, yeah, just start sprinkling it on. You know, it's like no, you're you're ruining it. You know. Now I will say, Joe's has some amazing sauce, oh, yeah. and I'll and I'll, I'll dip in salt in that sauce if there's a good sauce with amazing meat. Yeah, I'm gonna put that sauce on there to complement it, but I'm gonna taste it first how it's supposed to be natural before I load that up on sauce. Yeah, I would say Kansas City they're like mostly known for their sauce. I would say, and most places in Kansas City they're not gonna glob on any sauce, but there's gonna be like a a little bit of sauce on there already, especially if you get like a sandwich or something. Yeah. But um, the rest of it's going to be on the side for you to kind of do what you guys said. Well, is, I, you that's know, what yeah, I like, uh, I like about there. Kansas. I think I think it's the it started in Kansas City. Then it, it might also be like a South Texas thing where you put the the piece of like dry white bread underneath to soak up the juice. Yeah. I'm like I like that. I'm like if you have to put something to soak up juice, that means your meat's juicy, and I, I applaud <laughs> you. Exactly. That is a. Uh, as Texas as it comes, um, especially so. There's uh, where I'm at up in Dallas. We got a bunch of good barbecue places. Um, Hutchins is my personal favorite. Um, they also now this is pre-COVID. Um, they had if you ate if you dined in, you got unlimited dessert, oh. and that's they have some of the <laughs> best. As a fat man, that like just jacks me up. Because unlimited uh, banana pudding, soft serve, and apple cobbler. Like, or no, sorry, sorry, peach cobbler. Oh, that. You're in the South with peach cobbler, and it was amazing. And I wanted to go back just for that reason. And then COVID happened, and they're like, yeah, we can't do that anymore. I'm like, you son of a bitch. But they, they are top tier, but. Um, Wait, what's uh, give give us while we're on that subject? Give us give us some rundown of some other Dallas joints. Uh, Pecan Lodge. What, what, does so, it live up to hype? Yeah, so Pecan Lodge is you know that's Dallas wise. That's probably the cream of the crop. Um, everyone's opinion now. I'm just 
you know, I'm a little biased. Just I don't want to have to wait as long for my barbecue. I want to make sure that, like, I get it. And I don't want to have to go during certain times. It's only open, you know, X days. Um, I want to be able to go, you know, most days a week to be able to pick it up. Um, other ones that I really like, Tender Smokehouse. Um, I've had three really good experiences and one very poor experience. And I used to say that was my top one. Um and that's up in um, – they got it in Frisco and I think Salina is like way, way north Dallas. And um, bringing up James Larson again, he came out and we were we went to San Antonio back in October. And I was like, oh, let's go check this place out. And he's like, okay. And we went to the original one because it was, you know, okay, you got to go to the original one for the true flavor. And it was one of the worst barbecue experiences I've ever had in my life. And I felt ashamed that I was showing off Texas barbecue – to a place like that. And it was bad. And I was real upset. And they, it was a poor showing. They love to do... They, they, they put beans on the sandwich, which I thought was a sin. Why would you put uh. beans on a sandwich? Um, well, and then they just... I mean, San Antonio is just... They're like the, they're not even like, like they're like a sub center, uh, like a, uh, not sub, they're like a, a, their own little culture of barbecue because they do that like chili thing, like where it's all just like sloppy and like, it's like more like sloppy Joe's than barbecue half the time. Right. Uh, like Rudy's, I think is what it was called. So Rudy's like that, yeah, like the gas station brand, like barbecue, like that you can, like, Man, where I live, I'm spoiled with barbecue. I really am. Um, because, like, I can go so many places. A Heart Ape's another really good one. Rudy's is, like, Rudy's is, like, poor, poor quality. That's, it kind of exploded. I'd honestly rather get barbecue from Bucky's. Like, Bucky's <laughs> brisket. Which, that's not to say okay, anything bad on, with Bucky's on. brisket, because that's amazing. I'm just going to interject here because so the last time I was the first and only time I have been in Texas prior to this trip um, was very rushed and we did not have time to go to a Bucky. So I'm going to have my first Bucky's experience in three weeks. I mean, that's that's something to be excited about. Um, The other big one in Dallas that I have not had a chance because they're literally open only like one Saturday a month and like Tuesday, Thursday afternoons is a Cadillac. Um. Which they are the top tier, but yeah, I'm I'm looking at their hours right now. Literally, it's um, Thursday, Friday, eleven to two, and then close the rest <laughs> of the time. They they do more like um, like corporate events and things like that. They are fantastic, though. I tried to convince a coworker to go a while back, and he he said yes, and then bailed. Um, another good one that's a little more chainy is Heart Eight. Yeah, um, no, I've had Hard that, That's pretty good. Hard is really good. But I'll tell you this. The best barbecue I've had, and I will disclaim this by saying I have not had Franklin's because I have not gotten in line early enough <laughs> in Austin. Um, I hear you. Terry, Terry Black's in Austin. Terry Black's. Their beef rib is out of this world. By far the best beef rib I've ever had. Apparently, there's a location in Dallas I refuse to go. No, no. Um, 
I think the shortest I've ever waited. So I had a buddy like go visit family down in Austin. In Austin, he's from California. I literally drove to Austin to have barbecue with him and drove back home. That's about seven and a half hours of driving for barbecue. You're you're making it sound like that's like you're having to like convince me like that sounds pretty normal. Right. <laughs> like it was it was amazing. Um, and it was I mean, he's like, hey, you drove all the way down here. Let's go ahead and, you know, let's split this up. And we got a beef rib to split. We got brisket and mac and cheese. And they're, they're the pinnacle of the mac and cheese for me. Like their mac and cheese is just leaps and bounds above everyone else. And, I mean, the beef rib alone was like two and a half pounds. Just this one beef rib. And we polished all the food. And I have yeah. never been more uncomfortable driving home in my entire life. <laughs> it was so worth it. It was so worth That is like – so I'm trying to like line up Franklin's for uh, when we go down to San Antonio in a couple of weeks. And they because of COVID, they're now doing pickup orders where you can Ooh. order ahead. So the last window they have is 130 to 2, which is going to be a real struggle to kind of get there in time. But if I can justify getting to, you know, get Franklin's like that, yeah, game over. I'm having Franklin's, and I don't care who I leave at the airport. I'm getting Franklin's because I need it in my life. Yeah, no, I've – well, and so I think you bring up – like talking about Austin, um, I've never been to Salt Lake, but I want to – well, I've had it at the airport, which doesn't really count, but – like, I feel like Austin, half the barbecue joints, it's like the experience. Like, Stubbs, not great barbecue. Like, it's really good compared to a lot of places. But compared to Austin, not great. But you go there and you catch some live music, it's a great experience. And, like, that's why I want to go to Salt Lake. Like, out in the middle of nowhere, they got, like, live music. And it's, like, this, like, podunk place. That's the experience. But, yeah, I, like, I've been to a couple uh, – I've had – the best barbecue I've ever had in my life was some brisket breakfast tacos at some, like, podunk place right by the Austin airport at, like, 8 a.m. Man. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they just do so much good barbecue there. I, yeah, I want to – like, uh, Franklin's is on the list. But, like, yeah, you just got to commit. Like, most of the time I fly out there, it's, you know, it's like a two-day trip. We're trying to hit 10 different theme parks or some crap right. like that. It's like, all right, like, how am I going to convince the other folks I'm with to, like, spend, like, a quarter of our trip out there waiting in line to eat food, you know? Exactly. I can give you the answer to that. You take the the three of us with you. Yes. We're, we're, I mean, <laughs> that, that's another option. Like, you you take the barbecue people with you. Yeah, yeah. And But, like, even then, like, it's hard. I only live three and a half, four hours from Austin, but I – you know, I, I would have to leave my house at 6 a.m. if I wanted that day. And normally I could do Austin in a day trip. So I'm not normally spending like the night there. And if I do, I'm normally at 6th Street drinking a little bit. I'm not getting up super early in the morning. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Austin's a, a nice little party town at night. Like, <laughs> I don't know how anyone who goes to Austin can, can afford to wake up that early because every time I'm gone, it's we're drinking well into the night because, like, Last call in Austin's like what four or five a.m. or something stupid. It's late. Yeah, it's late. And uh, I remember the last time I went. You know, we had to leave early. Like we actually stayed the night. I was like, oh, you know, we're leaving at like nine or ten. Let's check out. You know, 
Franklin's because we should be okay at this point. The line was literally three blocks down the road and they didn't open till 11. <laughs> like, and it was like circling. I was like, and I was like trying to just, I was trying to like justify it. Yes, we had Terry Black's the night before, but I was like, I need to have this. It's world-class barbecue, one of the most famous places in the country. Um, always on like the top five list. And we, and like, we're driving down the street and like, what's this line for? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And they were like, yeah, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, and my buddy was like all for it. But like, I was with my wife and his girlfriend and they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. And we ended up at like, I'm not even going to go there because I still get pissed thinking. <laughs> um, I need Franklin's, yeah. Have any of you guys had Salt Lake at, at the restaurant? No, I don't, like I said, only in the airport. Nope. Oh, wow. I love that place. That's that's the only Texas barbecue I've actually had. And uh, It looks like a damn good experience, like like a really fun time. It's BYOB. You can just bring a cooler beer and just drink your beer and eat barbecue. It, it was really solid. It was great. Like, uh, it, it made me, like, question my Kansas City heritage. I was like, oh, God, this is oh, God. very good barbecue. Exactly. <laughs> that is saying something. But you got to go to, like, the right one, right? Like, the actual – like, because don't – I think they have a couple locations. You got to go to the, like, actual one that is, like, on, a, like, a compound, I think, right? Like, it's – Yeah, it's, the, it's the, in Driftwood, which is outside of Austin. Yeah, it's kind of towards – headed towards uh, to Schlitterbahn, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going down that direction. Um, so – to go on and so I went to Fredericksburg over New Year's and they had a little shack on the side of the road. Speaking about like the, you know, we were talking about the shack barbecue places. Literally a shack that just had the words BB or letters BBQ painted on the on the roof. And I pulled <laughs> instant over. stop. Yeah, just instant pullover. <laughs> and it was phenomenal. Like their brisket, no sauce, and just like perfectly moist. And it was like some 87-year-old dude just working the smoker. Like, you know, like, he's got the wood, he's got the shovel, and he's just out there. I was like, can I look at your setup? He's like, yeah, come on in. And, like, it's like a, a four-by-four little hut where this is, where the smoker is, just with the smoke billowing out. I'm like, God, this is amazing. I wish I could. That like sounds like a dream, to be quite honest. That sounds like something I would, like, see in my dreams now i want to go to salt lake Damn yeah you should that. you should make it like a priority i don't well, know I, like, I feel like that's a like a probably like a non-covid time thing where like you can yeah. where it's i feel like there's some places like that where you want it to be like super crowded because that just brings out the atmosphere from what i've seen yeah, yeah. it's 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 um on our first texas trip between like six flags over texas and fiesta texas we literally made it like a stop like a park would be. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a great time. It probably was better than some of the parks in Texas. It was. <laughs> probably better than, probably than most of the parks in the country. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I, I'm going to tangent real quick. Six Flags Over Texas sucks. Um, <laughs> that park sucks. All hey, you we made it 45 minutes without a tangent. Hey, this is... So, Hyde, you said gatekeeper... 
That's literally the only other coaster mention that we've had this entire <laughs> podcast. We've, I mean, we've talked about worlds of fun, but does that count? No, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not a theme park. Like, we didn't mention the world class coaster lineup. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't got a new new park since uh, Kentucky Kingdom's been open for reopen and open three rides, are you really a park? No. <laughs> no. I mean, they've got a, a glorified monorail an invert that doesn't know the definition of G-Force, and a GCI that's like Mystic Timbers, but not as good. It used to be good. When it opened, it was good. Broken when it up. opened, it was phenomenal. It was, it was yeah. better than Mystic Timbers when it opened. I would agree it with that. It looks like, like, for my rides on the summer, it like, feels oh. great, but I can just tell if it were like better track work. And well, it's Cedar Fair. They, they, do, yeah. they don't do shit after yeah. year one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why B&M's have a rattle in year two. Oh, Diamondback. Like, uh, Ryan had a rattle in day two, so. Diamondback was, like, unrivaled this year almost. But we're starting to become a coaster podcast. Like, right, 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 right. Let's go back, let's go back, back to the uh, okay, okay, do you all want to roast Tennessee barbecue for a bit? Fucking Memphis or? Mem- uh, all of it. Or East Tennessee. No, East Tennessee. No, don't even waste your time talking about East Tennessee. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say, so. Uh, it got mentioned during our Twitter uh, discussion. Um, Dead End is the Dead place end, to go. Dead End is good. Yeah, it is. That's probably the um, only good barbecue place. Eh, there's a couple okay places, but that's the only one I like seek out when I'm in the the Pigeon Forge Knoxville area. Yeah, the other one I would recommend is um, Sweet Peas. Yeah, right really there, uh, right there, up the railroad tracks downtown. Right. Yep. I go to school like five minutes from there. I frequent there if I want barbecue. Um, Calhoun's is a, no, a joke. No. Don't go to Calhoun's. Um, if you're going to Calhoun's, get their steak is phenomenal. If you want like a, just a good restaurant steak. Um, but yeah, rest of these. Okay, I'm going to pause you right there. I'm going to pause you on steak. You know, we're, we're talking all barbecue, but like also, you know, meat in general. It's steak. Yeah. It's, we're no, talking so here, here's my question. Will you? So, if you guys go out to eat, are you going to pay for a steak, or are you going to make it yourself? Uh, the only time I used to work for a steak restaurant, that was the only time when I got a nice hefty discount that I enjoyed steak. Otherwise, I go to my butcher, I get a nice flame and yawn for like 20, 22 bucks, and uh, I take care of it myself. Because yeah. there's a, otherwise, I'm not paying fifty five bucks or sixty bucks for someone else to do the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. It, yeah, it really just comes down to like where I'm eating at. Like, if I'm going to like in East Tennessee, like steak is just so common. Like, you can get like a half decent steak for not an awful price at a restaurant. So it's like, yeah, I'll do that because it's convenient and it will be decent. But if you want something really good, it's cheaper to just make it yourself than go to a restaurant. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to sound a little cocky here. I can make a better steak than most places. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, it's it's really not that hard. The, the problem is most places try too hard. They overcook it. They try to put so much crap on it, like right, you know, like just a little salt, a little pepper, a uh, yep. little, little olive oil, a little salt, a little pepper. Boom! That's all you. That's need. That's it. That's all you need. Let the meat be the feature, not the seasoning. Well, well, and that's the yes. thing is like if uh, that's how I like that's when I go out for like a really nice steak dinner, I'm spending fifty five bucks for a steak. I don't want crap on it because I paid for the steak. I didn't pay for you to hide the taste in butter. Yeah. Right. I did a uh, New York strip for myself a couple of weeks ago. I think it was like salt, pepper, 
little bit of butter to keep the pan keep it from sticking to the pan um and just add a little crunch to it and yeah that was pretty much it it was like just throw the meat in the pan let it grill let it sear yeah yeah that that's that's one area where i'm like just give me the steak watch out salt pepper I'm a garlic slut, so I will put a... Oh, yes, that sounds good. Like, just, like, a little bit of garlic powder, just, like, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm not going to put, like, a whole, like, clove of garlic or, like, a whole thing of garlic on my steak. No. It's what, just overpowers then. What I'll do is uh, I'll mix a little garlic powder in with the butter, and then I just... Yes, okay. Tab a butter on it afterwards. Once it's all right off the grill and sitting for a few minutes, I just tab of butter on it just to kind of give it that little uh, little bit of juice. That I mix the garlic in there. That's how I get the garlic on the steak. That, that's the best way to do it, honestly. Like, you you nailed it right there. Garlic in the butter, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, Game I up. agree. That's, that sounds good. Now I got to make steak this week. Thanks. <laughs> I mean. Well, I mean, the good thing is, like, even like just Kroger, like Kroger will have some pretty good fillet cuts sometimes for as low as like twelve or thirteen bucks. And oh, yeah. now are they the best fillets I've ever had? No, but um, what I was loving for a while during—I uh, don't think they do this anymore—but during the spring when everything was shut down, Longhorn Steakhouse was selling their steaks uncooked to go. And man, I, nice. uh, we were living with our in-laws at the time, mm-hmm. and I'd oh, pick yeah. up like like you could pick up a fillet for like. 10, 12 bucks from there. So I just pick up that filet for 12 bucks, cook it. And it was, it was a beautiful cut filet. Uh, and uh, that was the way to go. Yeah. I work at a grocery store. So most of the time, if I want something, I'd like, okay, uh, what am I getting today? And I just run to the back. It's like, and I literally, I'll just walk into the meat room and I'm like, okay, get me the best, whatever cut I want today. So I'll go, I rotate between like a strip and a sirloin because they're my two favorites. But COVID has really shown me just how much, like, I liked to cook before COVID, but since COVID, like, really just forced us to spend a lot of time at home, I realized how much I enjoy cooking and grilling and baking and all of that. I uh, I used to work in the butcher shop of a grocery store in college. That was my college job. And let me tell you, I never ate so well in my entire life because um, there was this thing called the uh, heavy hand discount. <laughs> and uh yeah. now that's probably oh. not the way to describe it but um hey. oh yes you know when you're uh ringing up that uh cowboy ribeye and uh you bring it up as a strip steak which is four for eleven dollars guess what you're getting a pretty good steak pretty cheap now i never did it to that extreme but we got like a 50% mark off whenever we got like meat ourselves. And normally like before we left for the day, we would literally just slice the cut that we want off and walk out the door with it. Like that fresh, like literally slice it on the meat cutter, walk out the door, throw it on the grill, crack open a beer. Nothing better than that. Sounds like the best possible afternoon ever. Oh Yeah. Because I, I used to do, like, the morning shift in college. So it was, like, I, I went in at 6, left at, like, 2. Gr- I had a charcoal grill. Grill's hot by 2.15, 2.30. Beer's open the second I walk in the door. And um, 
then it just doesn't stop. And that was that was how I spent most of my weekends in college, and that's why it took me an extra year to graduate. Um, <laughs> there, I mean, got- I, I, it's, that's a fair trade off. I feel like. I mean, I mean, if I getting go good every weekend. <laughs> I mean. Probably not an actual good trade-off, but hey. Um, yeah, no. So, stakes, I think we all got the consensus. We'd rather all make I'm right. still – this is where we need to remind Branderson when he asked the – you answered his question on the podcast a few weeks ago. What sauce would you recommend putting on the steak? Like, I lost all respect for you. None. <laughs> no. Get out. So that okay. awful human being. So that's like – here's an issue that I have marinating steak okay no hold up no 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 don't, no don't get mad at me Jack that was all allison and steve's idea that was all allison and steve's idea i just went along with it yeah and guess what free steak <laughs> so yeah they tell you free steak and he marinates his steak <laughs> probably in like a you know like the, the kroger brand um like Hickory barbecue marinade. Yes. No, I will say this. It was a homemade marinade. He they made it from scratch. I do know that. But you're you're not focused on the meat then. You're focused on the marinade. It is a marinated steak. It is not a steak at that point. And I will die on this hill. (laughs) I will die on this hill. We are we are all gonna be fighting in Texas over this. I can see it now. Yeah, salt, pepper, throw it on the grill. Get out of my face. Let's go. Again, they were like, hey, do you want to come over for lunch? We'll grill you steak. And I was like, uh, free steak instead of going to some crappy fast food restaurant between Atlanta and Knoxville? Sounds good. Yeah. there, there is, uh, Between uh, Atlanta and Knoxville, there is actually a really fantastic barbecue place in Chattanooga. One of the better barbecue places I've I've had, I'm looking it up right now. Um, just was there recently. Um, so don't, I just never go down to Chattanooga. It's like, it's exist, but I don't ever go to Chattanooga. I'm always going to Atlanta or Alabama or I just never go to Chattanooga. I didn't spend a lot of time when I lived in Atlanta. I like never went to Chattanooga either. And I don't know why I always wanted to, but it was like an hour and a half away. I never went. There's not a lot going on there. So that's the problem. That's fair. I mean, and look, and talking like being the coaster people, like Lake Winnie. Nope, still haven't been. I live an hour and a half from it. Still haven't gone. <laughs> There's a random like credit in Chattanooga. Hey, hey Jack, that's not how you're gonna get to 300, bud. I am already far closer than you are. So. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, I do need to bring up a show that I watched. That I hope you guys watched it as well. Uh, American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix. Did you guys see this? Yes. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't gotten to watch all of it. Oh, man. Um, that's part of the reason. So I'm, I'm kicking around doing like a massive road trip this summer. Like massive road trip. I, I was just listening to this last week's episode. And you're like, guys, Europe's out. I'm going to do a road trip. Don't want to get divorced. Right. So there, there's a couple things that I'm thinking about. And this is one of them. And that's a very real thing that I don't want that to happen. Um, one of the guys on the show, like, sets up at Pontoon Brewery down in Atlanta. Um, I want to go just for that reason. <laughs> like, and as I watched the show, like, you know, it was a good Netflix binge show. 
and my wife and I are watching it, and like she she watched it just like to humor it because you know we we enjoy watching cooking shows, and I'm literally calling out what they're doing to the meat as they like do their like B roll cutaway at explaining what they're doing in the whole process. I'm like, I am made for this. I just don't have the skill. And then I find out, oh yeah, he's got a like residency, quote unquote. I you wouldn't call it that, but like always sets up there. I'm like, yeah, I need to go to Atlanta for that reason. Also, Pontoon's not bad for a brewery. Um, there's worse beers to pair with barbecue. Well, and so the thing too, the overlooked barbecue, probably the most uh, underappreciated barbecue is Alabama barbecue. And uh, you'd, you'd be Agreed. able to pick up some good Alabama barbecue driving through uh, uh, yeah. from Texas to Atlanta. See, here's the thing. You know, I got a 12-hour drive to Atlanta. I'm going to have, what, a an hour stop at Alabama Adventure and get some barbecue <laughs> on the way through. <laughs> you're, 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 you mean like well, a ten minute stop, and that's yeah. if the park's crowded. That's if the park's crowded. Well, let's be honest. I'm stopping it's for barbecue. It's gonna take you longer to. Park. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's accurate. It takes longer to get from the front entrance to Rampage than it will take you to ride it once. At like it literally, it's like the farthest thing in that park. And don't get me wrong, I love that coaster. It's a great ride, but. But the sooner you get out of that dump, the sooner you get the uh, an Alabama white sauce barbecue. Alabama, white. yeah, yes. I'm taking notes. For, I am taking notes of where I'm going to go. There, there was this uh, place in Florida, the best barbecue I ever had living in Orlando. It was this husband and wife couple. One was from Alabama, one was from Carolina, and they called the thing uh, uh, Carabama Barbecue. They unfortunately sold the food truck, um, so it's no more. But it was just this food truck. And yeah, it was like they had, you know, the, your, your standard, your pork, your brisket, but then you could either get it made Alabama style or Carolina style. And I was, it was just amazing. And like, I one of my, uh, one of my favorite things to do at barbecue restaurants is if they have sliders, get sliders. Cause that way I can maybe try a couple different meats or try a couple okay. different sauces. And like, you get like, you could get like, you know, pulled pork, uh, Alabama style with this really great white sauce and then like Carolina style with some vinegar based sauce. And man, it was just, it was so good. And people don't, uh, people don't talk about Alabama. Uh, cause really there's nothing to talk about with Alabama, but, um, I mean the Alabama barbecue is pretty good. I, I haven't, I haven't had it in Alabama. I've just had Alabama style. I need to need to get over there, uh, and try it. I, so my dad and I were talking over Thanksgiving or a couple weeks ago, I can't remember. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want to start doing like the college rivalry games and going to some of those big uh, games. Yeah, it's that big and we talked about games. going to Alabama, LSU, and just like, you know, going to those big stadiums. So he wants to go you know, like Knoxville. He wants to see University of Tennessee, Alabama, more so LSU than Alabama, which I'm like, um, please. And then, like, he's like, oh, either Ohio State or Michigan. I'm like, I mean, we can go to Ohio State. It's a little easier. I don't want to have to ever go back in the state of Michigan if I can avoid it. Um, that is and, a very fair story. I mean, I'm going back to Michigan in October for uh, Mark's wedding. Oh, and, uh, I mean, but let's be honest. You're, like, that trip is just as much about forcing him to ride Steel Vengeance that morning as it is about the actual wedding. That meme is taking life, and I'm here for it. 
Um, I am 100% down. If like you all say you're going to be there, I'm going to make every effort to be at Cedar Point that day to take you, you guys. Are, you guys are assuming the park's there. actually going to be open. That no in Cedar Fair, they're going to be open from May 22nd to like August 1st, and be like, "Well, oh, oh, uh, COVID's going on. Uh, we're going to shut down now." You're not wrong at all. I didn't even think of that. Oh man, yeah, because that's like the last weekend in October. Yeah. So you know, it's like it would literally be the worst time to go to Cedar Point because every. It's uh, be I used I used now. to live, I used to live in Detroit and go to every weekend for closing weekend. And it was a great experience to go because it was closing weekend, but uh-huh. it is the worst. Like it's usually like thirty degrees. Half the rides don't work because it's too cold or too windy. Right. Right. Yeah. And we've so, seen all the pictures the last couple of years with like the causeway like stretching all the way like to God knows where a cornfield. Well, that's where you get a, a cabin in the back, which I've never had more fun camping outside a park at a cabin. Been doing or, that. Or here's the here's the in the loop pro tip. We did the we got a Airbnb on the Chasse, you know that other road that goes up to Cedar Point. Uh huh. You can get the house. We didn't have to this one because they like wanted like a five night minimum stay because it was the middle of summer. But you can get a house on there for the same price as what Cedar Point charges for Lighthouse Point. So we got like a four bedroom place about a mile down that from the park. And that was like maybe 500, and this was like a 4th of July weekend a couple years ago. But the place next to Kindle's house, like literally the second house down, so it's basically in the Cedar Point parking lot, is on Airbnb. Oh, shit. Okay. That is amazing, and I want to stay there one you day. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. literally going to look this up right now, and I might put it on this house. Um, for those of you at home, take a drink because I am trip planning in the middle of a podcast. Um, so, so the real the real thing here though is, have any of you uh, bring it back to food and drink a little bit? Have any of you ever been to Put in Bay? To where? Put in Bay. I'm going to take that. As a nope. Topic. No, I haven't. Oh man! So, so the shameless plug. We did a video when we went there, so it's on the Inloop channel. Look for uh, for Put in Bay. Basically, it's the Key West of the North. It's about um, about a 30-minute boat ride from either Cedar Point or downtown Sandusky. And this is an island where there's, uh, it's just a bunch of bars, a bunch of food, no cars are allowed, and everyone arrives by boat. And I recommend anytime anyone goes to Cedar Point, work this into like their trip. It is just the absolute blast. It's like, Crazy bars, crazy live music. It'd be like if you take like Beale Street in Memphis or wherever, or Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and put it on an island in the middle of like Erie. It is the absolute craziest time ever. Uh, so much fun, so many good drinks and all kinds of fun there. Damn. Okay, I just figured out where it is, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Because it, it's like that, like tail that juts off, kind of like just randomly, right? No, it's like a, it's it's in the lake, right? Yeah, it's in the middle of the lake. So if you're if you're a nerd, you get a, you get the first fifteen minutes on the boat from Sandusky. You're just going around Cedar Point, so you get some fantastic views from there. That's yeah, Jack, that's all you, bud. Oh yeah, then that's well. When we're we're going to well, we're planning on going to Cedar Point this summer, assuming everything works out. And our friends that um, are flying their plane up there and meeting us. So 
probably going to do Cedar Point aerial photos. Damn. Okay. I'll be on the lookout for those. Um, We're going to do Dollywood next weekend, but it's going to be so icy we can't fly planes. So. Ah, shit. All right. I got the real question, guys. What's your opinion on mustard? It's good on a hot dog. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the opposite of you on a toaster bro. I, uh, I hate mustard uh, by itself. Like, I've never put it on a hot dog or a burger or anything. But a mustard-based sauce, I, I, I can be a fan. The right kind of mustard. If it's too mustardy, not a fan. But if it's, if it's like, good mustard-based sauce with some flavor to it, I like it. So what about, like, you know, as you're doing your rub... Your first layers in mustard. What's your opinion on that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's like a given because you that's more of a, a base and uh, like a okay paste than uh, than mustard. Yeah, I mean that's different than like if you was you squirt mustard on a burger. That right, 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 right. Conduit. Like I did that one time and people literally like scream like how could you do this? Because they were like they're like oh my god this is so great what'd you do with it? And I like literally told them like. Why would you ruin it with mustard? I'm like, first of all, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's 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 just like Chick Fil A marinating their chicken in uh, pickle juice. Like, right. if you if you told everyone waiting in those long Chick Fil A lines, most people would be like, ew. But then they had it, and they're like, oh, it's amazing. And you're like, yeah, and it's because they marinated in pickle juice. Yeah, and that it's yeah. Don't, that's okay. Because a lot of people get all like riled up on that, and I'm like, yeah, no. no. I, I, mustard, rubbing the, the pork butt in mustard is different. I think it's even different than using mustard barbecue sauce. If you you do it right and you rub the butt in mustard, you won't even taste it unless you maybe really need to look for it. But most people don't even taste it. Right. Agreed. I definitely used to be an anti-mustard guy completely, but then I, I did have some some mustard-based, I guess, barbecue that was like good and i was like okay like yeah, it's possible I mean, it's it's big here over like uh in you know atlanta and carolina yeah, yeah. area i mean you and that's the thing you have to get like the right i like when they call it like the gold sauce like uh that's pretty good um <laughs> but i i would say uh yeah i'm not it's not my go-to sauce but i like it from a variety standpoint Okay. okay. I, I, like, I feel like sauce is kind of like beer in the sense of like when you first start drinking beer, like any beer tastes good. And then I remember like when I was like, oh man, Landshark, that's the best beer out there. Like this is just great stuff. And I feel like sauce is kind of the same way. Like everyone starts off like in the regular kind of sauce. And then like, you know, you have to work your way up to an IPA. You have to kind of graduate to that. I feel like with barbecue sauce, you kind of graduate either into like the mustard-based gold sauce or what I've been really finding I, I've been liking lately is just like um, a vinegar mop, like just simple kind of Carolina style when I'm doing pork, just a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, uh, apple cider vinegar with maybe some red pepper flakes in it. Like, mm-hmm. don't give me like so. I feel like sauce, like barbecue sauce, is kind of like beer in that sense where like you know the the traditional, you know, uh, tomato based kind of ketchup based is just like your, your, your Miller light, your Bud light, you know, it does what it needs to do. It, it, it it's acceptable if you really need it, but like you need to kind of graduate up to some of those more, uh, interesting flavors. 1000% agree on that. Like that's, yeah, you know that right there. 
I can't think of like a better like analogy for that than that. Oh, um, all right. I had another topic I wanted to run through real quick. I mean, we're already an hour in, and I'm already hungry again. And I crushed like four of those carne asada tacos. I, my so just to paint the picture, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, like 15 feet from where where my pork butt was, but the cable I realized from my microphone is like 15 feet long. So as we were recording, I've been walking back and forth, just carrying my microphone, getting like seconds and thirds. God, that is, ah, that is amazing. Like oh I'm just, I'm like sitting here. I'm like, I could tell them, hold on a second. I'll go get more. And then I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm like, this cord's stupid long. I always complain about how long this cord is. I'm like, it actually works for once. Uh, it makes sense. That's okay. great. Now I'll be the first to admit I didn't actually get to um, uh, smoke or do anything to my own meat. So I, the grocery store I work at, um, we have a uh, smoker truck that comes by, and the guy who does it, it is the best barbecue in East Tennessee. I will swear by that. Uh, and so I had him do a full slab of ribs for me yesterday, and then I bring them home. I keep them cold, throw it in the oven for about 15 minutes, and it tastes like it came straight out of the smoker. So that's what I had to do today because I had no time to do anything because work has been insane. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, like smoking barbecue, it is the ultimate like stress reliever for me. Like in the kitchen prepping, it can be a little bit chaotic. I can get stressed out. But then, you know, as the process goes on, it is just like the total relaxation of like, Yes, this is going to be amazing. I look forward to it all day. Sets the week right on a good note. And yeah. I mean, well, and like you, I think you said in like our chat, it's like an art form. Like I, I get frustrated sometimes in the moment, but like it's that like you're fighting with the barbecue, like with mine, like um, like getting the temperature controlled, and then like you never really know what the meat's going to do. Like if you if you're like, uh, you know, making pasta or something, you know, like, all right, boil water three minutes later is going to be boiling. But like with the meat, you don't like, sometimes like, you know, it takes this long. Sometimes it takes this long. It depends on like the fat contents. And so it's like, it's just like all day adventure of like every, like today, every 20 minutes or so I'm popping outside, checking my temperature every now and then opening it up, throwing a little bit more uh, vinegar on it just to kind of keep it moist or, you know, doing this, it's, you know, it's like an all day project in the best way. Yeah. I mean, it keeps like, it's, it's the best, like in the summer, I'll crank it out, you know, have a good day, drink a couple beers. And then by, you know, and, and one of my dad's real good friends, he was, he was a butcher for years. And like, he, he loves to make more food than like anybody will ever eat. He always makes way too much, pretty much has like an open door policy with family and friends. Like you come over, I'll make you food. But he doesn't make food like when normal people would eat dinner. Like he's serving it at like eight or nine o'clock because it's, you know, it's a process. It's not, and I can't, I can, I can cook meat. I can do like, I can smoke, I can barbecue, I can grill. I can, you know, do it on a cast iron, do whatever you want. I can do that. No problem. You tell me to bake something. I will screw it up every single time because barbecue and meat, is more like art compared to baking as a science because you have to be exact in your measurements. When I'm cooking, it's like, oh yeah, I'll put a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, we'll try this this time. 
and see like I just you know I just throw different flavors at it and like see what the flavor palette comes with. You can't do that when you bake. And we said, oh, let's let's plan for like seven Eastern tonight. None of us were ready because the meat all took longer than we expected. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were all like, um, we're running behind. Oh, you're running behind. I'm running behind. Oh, yeah, well, this works out perfectly. Well, because and then the, and plus, sometimes it comes in faster, you know. And then it's like you said, like sometimes you're like, well, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit heavy handed on the on the pepper. I'm feeling like today I want it to be a little bit more pepper uh, in my bark versus uh, salt, you know, or whatever. So it's like you. Yeah. But like, if you can't be like that when you're like baking cookies, you can't be like, eh, I'm a little bit more sugar today. That'll just like throw off everything, you know. It'll it'll destroy it. Like it'll come out like all clumpy and like nasty. When I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? Let's throw a little garlic on there. You know, like you know, I'm looking for a little more heat. Let's put some like chili powder on there, or um, you know, just like let me cut up a jalapeno and just have that in the marinade too, and just run with it that way. See, like, don't de-seed the jalapeno and see what happens and then die later on. Be like, that was a mistake. I think the most stressful part about barbecue for me is when I'm, like, ordering it on DoorDash and I accidentally hit, like, two <laughs> instead of one. I mean, or, like, way too isn't many that beans. what you want to do, though? You want to order two. And it's just real stressful because sometimes I accidentally have to have leftovers the next day, you know? <laughs> Man, you got to get yourself oh. a smoker. Or at least like just like a you know just like a normal grill, you know. So that brings up an interesting question like, though. Like, what's the best like fast food barbecue? If any of you say Dickies, I will slap you. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Dickies is what I had to eat in Atlanta because it was like the only thing that was like even close to, <laughs> to what I was used to. Dickies about the only thing we have in Knoxville that's like fast. So. <laughs> I mean, I would rather not eat barbecue than have Dickies. Like, it's not even in the conversation in my book. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, there's like some food just like, I, I don't expect to get steak at fast food. I don't expect to get barbecue at fast food. Um, so I, I think, uh, uh, I will say, um, no, they don't even have drive through or anything. Yeah, I, I would say like barbecue is just one of those things I expect that it's not going to be fast food. Um, so, I will say in Kansas City, uh, there's a place called Zarda Barbecue that has a drive through and it's pretty good barbecue. But I still feel like that's not fast food barbecue. You can eat it inside. I don't know. I, I, can't, right. I can't even define fast food barbecue. Like it's not even in my. That's, that's the thing. Like you, when you think of it, it's like. Dickies. That's about the only thing. But when you compare that to all other barbecue, it's a joke. <laughs> right. Like, okay, if I'm going to Dickies, I'm going to get a roll and leave. <laughs> and not like, the rolls are amazing. We all know that rolls might be the best thing on the menu. You're going no, to they legit get are. The, you're going to get the roll, a rolls, and a yellow cup. Yep. I'll get a cup of Dr Pepper and a roll, and walk out the door. Like the isn't did it, doesn't Dickies like give you a free roll when you walk in the door? Like didn't they used to do that? I feel like that was a thing. I mean, it, I, I I I'm proud to say I can't remember the last time I've been there. So it's been a solid nine years, and you know, even then I was like, nah, this isn't like that was that like. 
a month later I got my smoker because I'm like, I'm not eating. Because I had just moved back because I went to college in I went to Kansas State. So I just moved back home to California and I was like, this isn't barbecue. And then I got a smoker like immediately after. I refuse. I'm still trying to find anything that qualifies as fast food barbecue. I'm like Googling it. There's there's like a couple like four rivers in Florida started doing where like you can do drive through, but like it's, it's like you, like McDonald's, you pull up to the drive through, you expect to be ordered, paid, have your food and drive off within like 60 seconds. Like that's where like, you're still spending like five minutes waiting for them to make it. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, maybe there's a couple places that have like takeout windows, but. Yeah, I, I don't consider, barbecue is not a fast food type place. No, because like, you, you got to kind of have the experience. Like that's, I, I, that's what's been the trouble uh, with like COVID is barbecue like always is better, like, because it doesn't travel very well. So it's always better just to. Sitting there, get the you know, get the sauce to dip stuff in, have your sides like you got to like kind of order and spread out on the table to to, to eat it, you know, right? You can't just this eat it goes, car. And this goes back to that whole like shack on the side of the road. There's just this whole ambiance that goes with eating barbecue at like a proper barbecue restaurant, par- proper barbecue like dive you got a like, you got a picnic table you yeah, got with the, the checkered red cloth yep and it and better have tea. some leftover barbecue sauce i mean i know we're all not big sauce people but there better be like some barbecue sauce stains and the floor better be a little grimy i mean that's like screams barbecue and like if that i walk into a new barbecue place and it's like that i'm like i think i'm gonna like this place well and they they have to have good sweet tea too also, that is true. I mean, sweet tea is a religion. Let's be honest. There's some barbecue places I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And I go to take a drink and I was like, whoa, guys, you spent too much time focused on that brisket and not enough time focused on your uh, your sweet tea. I mean, that that's really what can bring – like you're going to have good brisket. But if you have like the bad sides that accompany, accompany it, you're not going to go back there. Yeah. Like – Okay, I'll, I'll like like we were talking about at the beginning. Let me get the full experience, and I mean, I think we can all agree, Joe's is that experience. The ambiance, the sides, the food, the whole—it's the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. It, it was just one of those. I was watching some YouTube video. I can't even remember what it was, and they were talking about it, barbecue. Got brought up, and like the picture flashes up, and it's Joe's, and I'm like, hey, I know I sat at that table, and this is like what I think now when I think barbecue restaurant. This is like the penultimate barbecue restaurant experience. So here uh, we can we can either table this for another time because I feel like we should do this again. Yeah, we can't, we can't blow through all the topics on the first episode. But I, but I feel episode two, we should start talking, and, and I'm going to give this little tease for the people at home. Um, when you go to a park, what barbecue place do you hit on your way home? Mm-hmm. Or if you're you know like going on a road trip, like I'm planning on doing, where are you going to go? What's your places that you're going to hit? And... Uh, I guess we need to have someone on to discuss Santa Maria style for California. I guess someone needs to be represented there, but 
Yeah, I, I feel I mean, like- let's just get the obvious one out of the way. If you're going to Kansas City and you're going to World of Fun, you better go to Joe's or we're disowning you. I mean, but let's stop that conversation because that's a whole topic in itself. Yep. So, is that a point? Is this a good stopping point, guys? I, I think, mean, I think this, is, this is where you put the fork in it. You know, I, I, I got to... I don't know about you guys, but I got to clean up my, my barbecue mess. My grill is – I pulled it right off the grill uh, right before the, the show here, and it, my kitchen's a mess and my grill's a mess. So before I get in trouble, I better uh, better start cleaning up. Yeah, I, I got to do the same thing. So. <laughs> All right. Neat. Gentlemen, this has been a meat-tastic time. I love talking about meat. I, I, I like the tagline right there. Yeah, awesome time, guys. I can't wait to do more of these. This is, a, this is an absolute blast. <laughs>